Nevada into service. And that includes gold miners and silver miners and logging bandits and now the drug cartels. The way they would approach the Donovanville is to start asking questions. You know, where is everybody? You know, who's around? Who's the strongest guy? Who can carry the gold for us? And the Donovanville have learned just never answer questions when posed by strangers. Hmm. So the Tarahumara wouldn't talk to you, but then you began to hear whispers about this mysterious white guy, the Caballo Blanco, the white horse, who'd maybe found the Tarahumara and had a relationship with them. Did you find him? What happened was... Angel, the schoolmaster, let us camp out that night at the bottom of the canyons outside of his schoolhouse. And the next morning at daybreak, we saw a huge band of Tarumata children playing the typical Tarumata running game. They were in ages from like 5 to 13, and they were running back and forth across this one-mile stretch of path. And in about an hour, they ran about six or seven miles. This is like the little recess before they started classes. And to me, it's, it's still mind-boggling that six-year-old kids would run like a fast trail 10K before starting school in the morning. And as I was watching them run, I was really sort of energized because it was a kind of running that I'd never seen before, just really light and fast and effortless. Kids were joyful. Everybody's having a blast. And I started to really press the schoolmaster with questions like, you know, who can show me how to do that? Just someone give me a lesson. That's all I want to learn. And he said, look, none of the Tatamata here are going to talk to you. Just take that as a fact. It's not going to happen. The guy you want to talk to is the white horse. And that hung in the air. I'm like, <laughs> this sounds and, like a Western. <laughs> yeah, I know. And what white horse? And he starts to tell me the story about some mysterious stranger who had arrived down in the canyons 15 years earlier. No one knew his name or where he'd come from or how old he was. But all they knew was he was a pretty gracious guy. He was like ghostly pale. He'd been hanging out in the canyons for more than a decade, and that he had learned how to run like the Tarahumata. He had turned himself into a 21st century Tarahumata. And as it turned out, we ended up tracking him down in a little town of Creel up on the ridges of the canyon. What was he like? I had found Caballo at a unique time in his life, and the only time in his life, I think, where he would be willing to answer questions. And the reason why is because, as I've been told, he'd gone down there to learn the secrets of the Tarahumara. And the first step toward that is by being trustworthy and discreet and not bothering them. And the last thing he wanted was a bunch of guys like me hanging around. On the other hand, he was really concerned that in our lifetime, the Tarahumara could essentially vanish from the planet. There are fewer than 40,000 traditional Tarahumara who still exist. And literally day by day, their numbers diminish as the cartels push deeper and deeper into the canyons. So Caballo had this idea that what if he set up his own race down there in the bottom of the canyons on the Tarahumara's home territory, which would let outside runners come in and go toe-to-toe with the Tarahumara and then go back to their homes with these tales of this ancient wisdom that the rest of us can benefit from. Mm, You became his publicist. (laughs) Right. Did he figure out, and, and did you, what is so special about the way the Tarahumara run? I mean, do they have some genetic advantage? When someone does something way better than the rest of us, there's only two explanations. Either, as you said, there's some kind of weird genetic mutation, or they're exactly the same as we are, and they just do it differently. And in the case of the Tarahumara, it's just B. They are exactly the same as we are. They just do it differently. But beyond that, what I started to understand as I started to dig into the anthropology of humans as just distance runners is that not only are they the same as we are genetically, 
they are the same as we have been for most of our existence. The Tatomata are only doing what humans have done for nearly 2 million years before we became afraid of running. What do you mean before we became afraid of running? You know, it's a funny thing if you start to read into folklore and mythologies and any kind of legends that running is always associated with freedom and vitality and eternal youth. You know, the ancient kings of Egypt used to have to run a long-distance course every year in order to maintain their hold on the throne. And there are Egyptian kings that were doing this into their 90s. There are tales of Navajos and Apaches and Hopis who are running long distances deep into old age. Almost every indigenous group uses distance running as a rite of passage from childhood into adulthood. But it's only in our lifetime, literally since the 1970s, that running has become associated with fear and pain and injury. You never see that written anywhere. You never read accounts of running in the 40s and 50s and 60s where people were afraid of their knees or their...